Hello. Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? NBA Finals. We are here. We're here. You know, people are like, oh my God, finally. I'm like, it didn't feel like it was that long. I mean, it was that long since we've seen Denver play basketball, but, you know, the Heat just wrapped up on Monday, so it hasn't been that long since we've seen basketball, but the biggest, you know, series and two weeks, two and a half weeks or so of the NBA calendar uh, is here, and we're all excited for it. Uh, before we get into the Miami Heat versus Denver Nuggets, um, which also uh, David wrote about brilliantly on Um, It's a wonderful Substack publication. You should always be subscribed to it. Um, we will talk quickly about the Celtics and the Heat Game 7 and the Heat's dismantling of, of Boston on their home floor in Game 7 to, to advance the conference finals. Um, this was the third time, if I'm not mistaken, David, in this series that the Heat shot 50%. From three, not third time in the playoffs, third time this series. Um, they were incredible shot making. Uh, the Celtics missed shots, missed a lot of shots. Um, you know, talking about Jalen Brown and you know his eight turn eight eight turnovers, and you know David and we would talk about it here all the time, right? Um, in the playoff, well, in basketball in general, but in the playoffs, it's points and possessions, and when you literally throw possessions away and give them to the other team. I mean, unless you unless you are killing from, you're not going to win those. And so they did that, and they weren't killing from three, um, and, and it really hurt them in that game and in the series. Yeah, they got smoked out. They got smoked out. Things happen uh, uh, for whatever reason: fatigue, injury. I mean, t- the biggest play of the game was Tatum hurt his ankle first play. Of course, That's, of course. When was that game? Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Mm-hmm. So we we were on the show that that morning. Um, if Tatum doesn't get hurt, Boston probably wins the game. That's how I feel. Um, but doesn't mean he, they would have, and he got hurt. That's part of the game, part of the part of the playoffs. And Miami is well deserving. To, they have earned their seventh finals appearance in seventeen seasons. I think pretty pretty special, mm. incredible. And you know, look, uh, this is you know David doesn't give a whole lot of credence to athletes speak in the media, um, but I will give you know credit to Heat culture and Jimmy Butler. Last season, after losing Game Seven to the Celtics, saying next year we're going to be back in the same position. We have enough. We had enough this year. We just didn't get it done. If we're in the same position, we will get it done next year. Well, sure well, enough. So they let's were, talk, but let's and they talk got about it done. That. So I, of uh, what is what is he supposed to say? However, to your defense, the fact that he didn't point fingers, and we have yet more guys that I'm a, I love very much. Yeah, normally it's excuses. And, and I mean, we've heard, we've heard it. These guys talk about more help or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. Jimmy just said, we didn't get it done. We'll be back next year. doesn't mean they would have been back, but they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, and mm-hmm. they didn't add anyone new of, of record, mm-hmm. right. Of, of relevance. Right. They, mm-hmm. they just ran it back and played better. When it mattered because they didn't play better during the regular mm-hmm. season. They played better when it mattered <laughs> for sure. They are no, they are not here by accident. No, no, this is, uh, and we'll, we'll get to this when we talk about the, yeah. the final series, but no, this is a, a well-deserving um, finals team, a finals matchup. David, one of the things that people are talking about a lot now, and we, you and I and Henry and Travis, we talked about it on the phone uh, on Tuesday morning, this idea of, oh, see, knew it all along. You got to break up Tatum and Brown. Jalen Brown stinks. He's not this. He's not that. And And you know my general feeling about two all-NBA level players. I'm like, you don't break that up like that. Those guys, like, yes, everyone knows that, like, that's the 
part that is a given, right? If you're going to be a successful team and win a championship, you have to have that caliber of player. We all know that. Okay, well, they got two of them. You can't just haphazardly say, oh, well, who cares? Let's break it up and figure something else out, right? Like, that's too much talent to give up. However, there are realities with the new um, salary cap situation in terms of the tax aprons that exist now that did not exist prior, right? Yes, the cap is going up, but it is becoming more punitive for teams to keep um, these max salary guys all together because what it does is not so much hurt them in luxury tax, but what it does is it limits their ability to build the rest of the roster around them. They have less mid-level exceptions now. They cannot trade future draft picks, as many future draft picks and swaps as they once did. They have to now give out a bunch of veteran minimums, right? So it's, again, nicking it ways you can add to your roster. Now, as David will tell you, because he knows this, one of the ways you can add to your roster is to be better at player development. You got 13 other guys out there. They're good at basketball. Coach them up and develop them, and you'll be fine. Uh, But that is something to be at least aware of, is that if Jalen Brown is extended with a Supermax, which he is eligible to be paid because he was All-NBA second team this year, between him and Tatum, that's going to put them above that second apron and cause some issues going forward in terms of how they build their team. A lot to unpack there. Uh, he's eligible, as you said, for Supermax. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean they have to pay him. Nope, right? doesn't mean that. And uh, after the after his most recent performance, it may, I mean, I promise you, they'll use it in negotiation. If they choose to. For sure. If they choose not to pay him, the Supermax, that's why, that's the argument they're going to make, is you just aren't that level player. Prove yourself more, whatever. Uh, which they're, they're, you know, they have every right and privilege to do in negotiation. Uh, anyone that is suggesting that you need more cap flexibility hasn't been watching the Miami Heat play, right? There's a lot of ways to get production from other guys. Paying them isn't the answer. They have to play well. And maybe paying certain players will work, but Miami has shown us you don't have to pay them a lot. You got to coach them up well, right? And it's easier when you're Denver with Jokic. Miami did it without a Jokic. Jimmy Butler is amazing. Mm-hmm. He ain't no Jokic. They're not in the same universe. Jimmy Butler is a hell of a player, probably a Hall of Famer. It's an argument, but I would give him a good chance. Yeah, I would give him a good chance to be a Hall of Famer. He's one yeah. of the more defining players of this era. Jokic is an all-timer. Right. Already. Yep. But yet Miami, here they are once again. Second time in, what, a four years, whatever it is. Um, so uh, if Brown and Tatum don't want to be together, that's different. Mm-hmm. But if they want to be together, you can work around it. They're, they're that special a, a tandem. And uh, if it turns out Boston can only keep making the Eastern Conference Finals and, and once every five years make the NBA Finals uh, for the next five years, let's say, so now they'll have Two, how many have they made? Five finals? Five conference, five conference whatever finals. Whatever number of years. So let's say you go have another seven years, they make five more, and they may only make one more NBA finals and lose that. That's a lot of winning. It's a lot yeah. of winning. If you don't have a, if you don't like that, well, you, that's just how the average fan is. They're not thinking about okay. that, about what yeah. it really means. Uh, in the era of LeBron, in which she spent some time in Miami, and Steph Curry and the Warriors dynasty, uh, since 06 with with Dwayne Wade and Shaq, and here we are, 2023, seven finals. That's mm-hmm. sterling. Sterling, yeah. with only a couple bad years mixed in. And that was just to be ready for getting LeBron and Bosch and Wade together. The Miami Heat are one of the better run franchises. Um, clearly. In the NBA. clearly. Clearly. 
um, the, the results of that. And I want to touch on something you just said. Like, yes, to make that many conference – look, guys, getting to the conference final stage is huge. The majority of NBA players w- don't play in conference. Never, don't make never one time. Finals. They just don't because it's fucking hard, man. So to get there as many times as Celtics have and to get to the finals once, like if they get there another time or two, look, that means they had a chance to win it. Again, they didn't. Maybe they they don't ultimately do it. That doesn't mean it was a failure. Like they, you need to be very elite to win an NBA champion. And everything has to break your way, right? You need luck also on top of being good. And they haven't gotten the luck. It hasn't broken their way. What what if Butler hurts his ankle first play of the game and Tatum is healthy? There you go. Maybe it's a 20-point Boston win. This is it's just it how goes. it goes yeah. sometimes. So you you uh, want to avoid that winning four every time, but it's hard to do that too. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and you have more run to Ferrer afterwards. My, Miami <laughs> Miami does win the series. Had they had won the first three, okay, they needed Correct. that. It's the way it goes. Correct. Yeah, I think um, people. The idea of championship or bust is just it's just spotted by stupid people. I'm sorry, <laughs> they don't get it. They don't get it. Nor should no. nor nor should we really worry about it. Uh, it's a bigger, there's a bigger world out there than that. No doubt. And you mentioned, uh, in the past and, and I agree with you with it on this as well. Um, you know, people are like, get rid of Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula is fine. I, I, as you said, n- now is the worst. He'll yeah, be worst he'll ever be is this year. And by the way, from game one of the finals to games, uh, conference finals to game seven, he got better, right? Like these are all reference points. He's going to learn and continue to improve as long as he stays humble and does all those things. Yeah, that. so I've not paid much attention to him off the court, but there is a pushback against him personality-wise. I don't, I don't really understand it until I saw an interview. Uh, yeah. You see the interview about where he, what, what, what? I think it was Raptor he lost. What'd you do the the yeah. post game? Oh no, I, I, what, I know where it comes from though. That and like the sidelines, he, he like does a pop impersonation where he gives one more oh, answer. I've never, I've never engage, watched that. So like, that that, that explains it. But I guess he talked about going to see a sick. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? That does it has nothing to do with coaching. So he needs to be coached up on how to present himself better. And I mm-hmm. actually think mm-hmm. that matters. Uh Pop Pop is from a different generation and right. um is always much more rude to men than women, typically anyway. Uh he seems to have he's he's a little more cheerier and maybe much more <laughs> cheery with, with Victor coming. <laughs> but um th- th- you are the face of a franchise. Not the face necessarily, right? A face, and just like a brand, Coca Cola wouldn't hire him mm-hmm. acting that right. way. Neither would mm-hmm. Mercedes or Disney or whatever, Nike, Nike. or whoever. Mm-hmm. The Celtics have hired you, and there's there's uh, there's a, a lesson there. I, I've said this before. Uh, I thought Sam Mitchell was a horrendous head coach. He was, a, according to my players, a great assistant, and and he's. I've done TV shows with him. Fun guy, smart guy, thoughtful guy. Something changed when he became the head coach. He just became a jerk. He was a jerk to the press. The same guys he'd be laughing with when he was the assistant, he just changed. He's not alone, by the way. Missoula, I talked to, we have a mutual friend who who loves Joe. Like, just really great guy. You just don't see that. I I never knew either way until I saw this one interview after reading about what a jerk he was. Like, my friend who likes him isn't, he isn't going to like him if he's a jerk. And right. uh, he's just got to get coached up a little bit on how to – that's what management should step in and say, Joe, we need well, you to be a friendlier face here. We're trying to get a squirrel to a nut here. We're trying to get fans yeah. that want to love us all the time. 
And I think that is it's 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 important that you brought that point up, David, because let's keep in mind Joe Mazzulla didn't start this basketball season thinking he'd be the head exactly. coach of the Boston Celtics. All right. All of a sudden, the day before training camp, wait, what? Ime's not, oh, I'm in I'm in charge now. So you get moved into that first chair. And there is a nature of uh and you know, those of you who watch Succession, I will not spoil anything. Oh, come on, we can spoil it. There's a performative nature about when you sit in that big chair, right? That you feel you have to act a certain way because I'm now in the big seat, right? And maybe he thinks, well, this is the moniker I have to put up. Like, no nonsense, whatever. Whatever it is that's going on in his head, I don't know. Point being, not necessary. Right. It isn't a, there's not a role or performative way. Yes, you have to present a certain way because you are, as David said, a face of a franchise, right? But a caricature of something that's not who you really are, you don't need to be that, right? You can be genuine and authentic in who you are and just be polished and present in the manner that is befitting someone who is. Are you a Ted Lasso fan? I have not watched Ted Lasso, so I, I, can't, I can't say much. You can't say anything. Right. Or anything, correct. Uh, but, well, besides all the he, memes, so I he's, things that you guys He saw. is the picture of what you'd want the face of your franchise to be because he, he's really just a decent man. And the, a guy that he had mentored who became a villain and is now kind of coming around. I haven't seen the finale. Uh, because my wife will kill me and maybe divorce me. She's not home <laughs> till next week. I'll watch it with her just fine. But his foil, uh, it did exactly what you just described. It's, he he was offered, it's all absurd make-believe. The Premier League <laughs> is one of the most incredible leagues in sports. They act like it's the rec center league. It's beyond absurd. <laughs> but it's an amazing show. And he does exactly what you just described. He gets in that chair and he completely transforms. And so I really thought about making a t-shirt. Uh, be a Ted, not a Nate. His name is Nate. Mm-hmm. And anyone who watches the show will understand what that means. And so I think you're right. I think that Joe just needs to be coached up. Like Steve Shembaum, our buddy Steve Shembaum, who's been our show mm-hmm. before. I think he yep. did a show once. Very, very mm-hmm. brilliant guy. Does media coaching. Does a lot of works with the Army and the Navy and the, the armed forces and baseball teams and football teams at the highest level. He's the best in the world probably what he does. And he can help people communicate how to be, how to get a softer tone how to get a more charismatic tone based on the situation. But he started his career in media training. And I'll finish quickly because we have to get to the game itself. But um, he told me a story about how he was, he was helping Greg Oden, who I believe had a wrist injury that everyone kept asking him about. And he just didn't know, what, he didn't know how to answer it anymore. And Steve had advised him in a beautiful – Steve used to be an actor, by the way. He was in, yep, he was in Space Jam and whatever. A yeah, a lot of things, things right? Yep. Uh, American Pie 2. Uh, he told Greg Beverly Hills 90210. Right, he things. told Greg Oden, um, and he gave a perfect deadpan answer when he said, You be the reporter and ask me about my wrist. And he did. And Steve said, Yeah, you know, I met with my doctors. We're just gonna chop off the hand and play with one hand. I'll be fine. And like there, there's nowhere to go from there. And Greg right. just had a big smile on his face, like, hey, it's a good idea. I have no idea if he did it. But Joe needs Steve Shambaum in his life and he'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, coach him up yeah. a little bit. Um, last thing on this series, um, and we'll, we'll talk about this player who was not in this series, but more because he's an important player in the league and has a bit of a media, <laughs> media personality as well. Uh, Draymond on his podcast talked about um, the Celtics leadership, and he said, you know, Celtics have lots of leaders. Like Al Horford's for sure a leader. And Draymond made a point on his podcast saying that at some point, though, when the leader has the same experiences as everybody else around them, there's nowhere else for him to draw from that he can say, hey, this is what it's like at this point, right? If everybody's experiences are somewhat the same in terms of here's how we, you know, get to the finals or whatever, because he has the same finals experiences, Tatum and Brown and everybody else, because they all went last year. 
um, it, it makes it a little bit harder to to be able to find ways to which the lead. No, no, no. You could take whatever you want from from Draymond oh, saying that. I just thought it was yeah. interesting that Draymond thought chose to talk about. That, that sounds like a guy that wants to get someone else to offer him a bunch of money to go help his team win a championship because <laughs> he couldn't be more wrong. And I love Draymond. Um, I absolutely love him. I have a chance to talk to him pretty soon, actually, and so he'll cool. hear about this. And maybe get mad at me. I don't care. Um, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. First, first of all, Al Horford's got two rings. Let's be clear. That's I realize true. they were college, but he, he's won the final game twice in on the biggest stage of his league. Now, a lot of these guys have won lots of trophies. Okay? Let me ask Draymond, who, was, who on your team had won a championship when you won your first of five? Five? Four. 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 Can you think of anyone? Harrison Barnes? No. Curry? No. Did Curry win a college? No. Did Draymond win a college? No. Like, like, where is it written that you have to... Iguodala. Right, where, where, where does it, you have to have won? Come on. I don't buy that. Who in the Toronto had won a championship? Right? So, uh, if they're not listening to Al Horford, and he actually said, I think they are, I don't yeah, think yeah. it was that. I don't think it was uh, uh, a lack of leadership that helped them shoot horrendously. Right? right? That's... At no, or injured Tatum's ankle. So... Mm-hmm. I think he wants some team who's on the cusp <laughs> to bring him in. I'm all for it. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. But I don't think that's the reason why. I mean, Denver. What if Denver wins a championship? KCP, right. you're telling me it's because of him? Because he has a ring? Come on. Well, I, I, I've told this story before. Um, I met Shaq at a, at a charity event that he was being honored at. We were chatting a little bit backstage, and I was asking him, this is the year the Rockets the best record in the league, James Harden, MVP, all that. And they, they took the Warriors to seven. And this is, but this is right when the regular season ended. And I said to Shaq, we were talking about championship. You know, who, who's, who are teams that feel like they win a championship? He didn't mention Houston. I said, Shaq, what about the Rockets? I was like, they're the best record in the league. And I said, he said to me in his Shaq voice, Gerard, they don't have championship DNA. And I said, Shaq, but no one has championship DNA until they right. win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. awesome. like, I mean, like, like I just like, right. Like, I mean, story. it's just sort of like, but listen, like, players are like <laughs> anybody else. They repeat cliches all the time without thinking sure. about what they mean. For uh, sure. But I will, to his defense, I've told you the story. I'm sure on the pod before where I was shooting with Udonis, uh, before mm-hmm. game five in the 2006 finals. And Shaq was there working out his baseline jumper with his marketing manager. I, I was told whatever. When we're done, I, I meet him. Uh, uh, he asked UD where he's going. And that's when sh- and we said, we're going back to get some food and go to United House to watch the, some boxing match, whatever. I didn't go. I don't remember going to the boxing match anyway. I'm at UD's house. But Shaq said, that's where he's going. And he said, I want to say it was Stack had just called him, Stack House, who was playing for the Mavericks then. Might have been Jason Terry, but I think it was Stack. And he said that they're all at the club. This was the night before game five. And he's like, <laughs> I told them we're all coming, but none of us are coming. He's like, go home, watch the fight, get your rest. I mean, you don't have to have won a championship to, to, right. to think of to that. Know, to right. know that. And right. he does have lots of gravitas, but he also is goofy as hell, sure. right? So if <laughs> he had said, we're all going to go because we're a team, they would have gone maybe, you know? So right. um, I don't think that matters much. I, I actually think Draymond is more valuable to a terrible team with bad habits. Oh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But I wonder, though, well, you brought it up. I agree with you. But 
I feel like because of how Draymond is, all those bad habits oh, might there'll drive be like him five insane. Jordan pools. You're saying I was yeah. gonna say he might hit yeah. all of them because he's like, what are you yeah. guys doing? Yeah, <laughs> like if you went to the Rockets, yeah. could you imagine? Right, right. Well, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the Rockets later when we get to the Warriors. <laughs> you'll see. You'll hear. Yeah, there might be some big all big right, shakeups uh, there. Yeah, oh, we got Ime. Ime. Well, Ime will be right there throwing punches with him. He's a tough dude, <laughs> and I mean that a good way. I don't mean punching. He doesn't. He's gonna coach everyone up. The minute Jalen Green does something yeah. silly in practice, Sub. that's gonna be a yep. That's gonna be a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, David. Let's move on to the uh, NBA Finals: Miami Heat versus Denver Nuggets. Uh, again, David wrote a great piece uh, on Troop.com. Make sure you guys subscribe to that so you can check out the preview, and we'll get into some of it here. David, I think this is not only a worthy Finals matchup; it's a deserving Finals matchup of the two teams. These to me, have been the two best teams this playoffs. I know it sounds simple to say, of course, they made the playoffs. They made the finals. But I think they played top to bottom the best this postseason. Nuggets and the and the Miami Heat. And they deserve to be in the NBA finals. And this is what we have. Um, Denver has the home court advantage, which, you know, we believe will matter ultimately. Uh, not just because of the physical place, but because of the physical place. See what I did there? Um, altitude uh, in Denver. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, David, this stat. In the Nuggets history, so not just about Jokic and Murray, the franchise history, sixty-five percent of their wins, their total wins, have been. At I home. did not know that stat. <laughs> I was kidding. And and thirty-five percent on the wow. road, and that you know that's illustrative, right? Because again, it's not just about the Jokic era. This is all, Denver Nuggets. There is no question; it makes a difference. I've talked to you know too many NBA players over the years. I've had a hundred now. I'm happy, proud to say I just got my hundreds. Um, Denver is no joke. It, it you can play through it. It, it just mm-hmm, requires sure. some something different. Well, notice I I didn't say they won a hundred percent. That you can beat right. them at home. It's it's right. possible. Now they haven't lost at home this postseason, but you know it, it, it is possible, right? The Denver Nuggets can lose a game at home. Uh, it's just a it's a very very good home court uh, advantage for them. All right, let's um, let's start with the something that I heard Mike Malone say, and I thought it was it was pretty interesting. You know, it's media times. So they got to do all their other things. Um, and he said, you know, if you want to simplify the game of basketball, it comes down to separation. The great individual players, the great offensive teams find ways to create it. And the great one-on-one defenders and the great team, de- team, team defenders find a way to negate it. And I thought that was, you know, simplistic, of course, but a, a, a way to think about something, right? It's like, yeah, if you're an offensive player, you want some space. And now these are the NBA guys, so they don't need a lot. Just, and some of them don't need any, right? <laughs> We've seen them hit shots with almost no space. But they create a little bit of space, money, uh, or their percentage for making the shot goes up dramatically. You take away that space and drops dramatically, right? And that's the name of the game. And I think offensively, the Nuggets are really good at creating space. And defensively, the, the Miami Heat are really good at negating and taking away space. So this should be, if you're a boxing style as a mixed fight kind of thing, this should be super exciting. There's one problem. And you know that. Jokic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is perfect. It leads to my second thing. So, zone. We know Miami plays zone a lot, right? And you know, there's a soft spot in every zone, right? Because you're it's you're guarding an area versus guarding a person, right? When I watch Al Horford catch the ball in the middle of the zone, Al's not. I was a NBA player, as you mentioned, two time college champion, been to the NBA finals. Very smart basketball player who can do a lot of things. He can't do what that dude on Denver can do. When Jokic has the ball in the middle of a zone, I almost feel like, well, you guys are in trouble now because 
I can do everything and I see and read everything happening right now. Now, it doesn't mean he's perfect. He can make a mistake. Shots can admit, whatever. But I, I think, and I suppose smart, that can't be the answer. Jokic in the middle of the zone. I, I don't think that's a recipe for success. So the, I wrote this. Jokic in the middle of the court is super dangerous uh, because everyone in a sense is one pass away. And so now defenders have to make decisions. How much do we slough off? How much do we stay home with shooters? They, and they do have a lot of shooters. Uh, he also is capable of putting the ball down, spinning and scoring. Uh, he can also get to six feet and not 16 feet and shoot over Bam. Um, but, you know, they can, they can continue to tweak their zone. There, there's a zone defense. First of all, every team in the league plays zone nonstop. Mm-hmm. They do it when they send a second guy to the ball. Because now it's two guys on the ball and three right. zoning up in right. some form mm-hmm. and fashion. So uh, Miami just starts off in a zone uh, when, they, when they play zone. And it's a weapon for them. But there's just so many kinds of zones. I, I, I remember at one point, I think I had 30 some odd different options in our zone and man coverages for our high school team. Because of different... So NBA probably yeah, has. Well, they probably have less because they don't need to have as many. Uh, they also can have a randomness that it's harder for wow. high school kids to do because yeah. they're not as smart. Yep. Um, there, there's lots of different ways they can box and one them. They can try going two, which is a man to man on Murray and Jokic probably. They can change up who's responsible for, and I wrote this for, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you're going to see Kevin Love on Jokic some. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see mm-hmm. Zeller on Jokic some. I think you'll see Bam like on Bam, I think Bam will be on him some. I mean, I think in Butler will be on him some. Uh, maybe even Caleb Martin and get under him a little bit because he does rely on dribbling so much. And then you double, and now you're zoning on the other on the other side, and uh, maybe maybe one guy up top. Uh, the the goal for Spo is to try to deal as many 16s as possible. Blackjack. And uh, and then the problem is Jokic is like Durant. Durant is. Durant's a walking double down himself. Jokic, everything's an 11 because of his passing. He's the best passer in the league. He's the best passing big of all time. He's the best passer. Oh, you, in the you think he's a better passer than LeBron? I think, I think right now he's the best passer in the league. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. He's the best passing big of all time. He's the best For passer sure. now in the game, I think. Um, I mean, we're parsing hairs here, but that's what I think is right there. Yeah. Because LeBron is incredible. I'm a big fan of his passing. Jokic so just does things so special. And um, and so the spacing thing is, well, if they can get space on their own against one, we have to send two to make it uncomfortable. And that's really what Miami has to try to do is get him uncomfortable, break him off rhythm. Nothing has to work for long. Uh, uh, if, it's, if, it's, um, if it's working for a little bit, get out of it, come back to it. Don't let them solve it. Mm-hmm. When I've right. mentored coaches and gone to games, and they'll go to a certain defense that's working. And I'll be thinking, get out of it, get out of it, then go back. They stay with it. The other team, if he's well-coached, or even sometimes not so well-coached, they'll try a new Figure play, it'll it work, and now mm-hmm. they always have it. Don't let them get yeah. to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, them, keep, keep them uncomfortable as best you can. And that can happen both individually and collectively when you're going against someone like Jokic and Murray. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned MPJ, one of your favorite guys. He becomes mm-hmm. a big factor. Bruce Brown becomes a big Huge. factor. Denver's offense is the story of the series versus Miami's defense. They have a lot of weapons. They, okay. And Aaron Gordon is a better player than people think offensively. Oh. A- Aaron Gordon's excellent. Uh, very disciplined defender. Um, really, And they're going to put him on Butler for sure. And I think for them defensively, if they don't have to send two at Butler, well, but they Denver might have defense. to. 
They might have to. He he did not. I mean, LeBron went off in that last game. Uh, I I don't know that Aaron Gordon's not quick laterally. I read somewhere where some scout suggested he wasn't. That'll be something to watch. Uh, I honestly I I've not watched tape today. Maybe I will before the game. It doesn't really matter. We're going to see it very soon here in a matter of yeah, hours. Well, and let's uh, Jimmy also tweaked right? his ankle as well. So, so you know, so if Jimmy's not healthy. That's a. I mean, Miami's done if he's not healthy. Uh, a healthy sure. Jimmy Butler, he's super quick with the ball. That's a problem. And he's so strong and so smart. Such a veteran smart player with his fakes. Um, I guarantee you, with 100% certainty, that Denver is working on not jumping for his shot fakes. That doesn't mean they won't. On, on, on the whiteboard. Do not yeah. go for Jimmy's yeah. shot fakes in big Stan bowl Van, letters. Stan Van Gundy would have us think that he should never fake. At least in the last game, he kept saying it. I right the two feet. I, I thought right. you got to have everything because you yeah. can't let them time you up. Um, I I love oh man so many so many good stuff here. Okay, so let's stay on Jokic because uh, you mentioned something about you know disruption making him uncomfortable. And that's what you want to do to every yeah, great superstar. offensive player and every great right. team. You want to make them uncomfortable. Right. That is the whole point. But I know you know you as a coach, David, at least, and I know for swimming and sports that I've coached. When you're training your athletes, it's teaching them to deal with For discomfort, sure. right? Because it's going to come. Like, it's happening. All right? And you put them in uncomfortable situations, and it's like, okay, now solve, right? And one of the things that Spo said about Jokic was what makes him so difficult is nothing is predetermined because um, he reads the game yeah. so well. Uh, and I'll use a cross-sport analogy. You know the difference between, like, an elite quarterback and, like, a not-so-good quarterback, right? When the play is called... The not-so-good quarterback knows where one and two is, and that's really where he wants to go because he's not comfortable going through third, fourth, fifth progression. Oh, shit, there's a 6'7", 350-pound man trying to kill me. They, right? It's too much. Like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these elite guys, fine. It's okay. I'm going to read whatever. I'll throw it to the fullback. doesn't matter. Whatever happens, I will be able to, to dissect it. Well, Jokic, again, he's not perfect, but because nothing is predetermined, he will read and let not the game come to him, but... Oh, this is what they're doing. Fine. Some and the, the other players on the team, David, they know how to work off Jokic because he's such a, as you said, best passer in the league. Oh, I'm just gonna cut this way. Look at me. Here we go. And he's he loves that. He's so unselfish in that way, which is why what makes him go, stopping him so hard because with the pass and oh yeah, he's one of the best scorers in the world too. On when top of that, to right? Work. So yeah. it's just it's just difficult, right? Because you're like, fuck, what do he's I do? He's unsolvable. I wrote that. He's unsolvable. Uh, that's what makes him the best player in the world. And Giannis's case, if you can find a way to wall up, he's he. That's one thing. It's not easy to do, and and that and that ain't no. easy. <laughs> but when you can do it, it does cause a problem. You really don't have an option for Jokic, uh, unless you just resort, uh, d- um, send a lot of resources to him, and then we'll see if Denver's other guys, which which suppose probably gonna make them have no to do. They're gonna. I mean, if Ho- if Horford had played great, maybe Boston wins, even with Tatum being mm-hmm. bad. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Probably not though. But he's still. He's going to make other guys prove themselves. Yeah. Aaron Gordon's going to have to hit shots. For sure. You know, Brown, KCP, Brown, Bruce Brown. KCP for yep. sure. Jamal for sure. Yeah. yeah. And let those yeah. guys, we ain't letting this guy know. No, and that's, let's, and it's smart, right? That, that's they're going to do it. They're going to have Vincent uh, and, and Martin fired up to guard Murray. Like, they're, no they're going to take no their doubt. challenge. Like, maybe he's better than you. Let's find out. David, did you know, do you know when Jokic and Murray ran their first pick and roll as teammates? Okay, it goes all the way back to not even the NBA. Uh, this is before they were in the league. The Nike Hoop Summit in Oregon. That? Team World versus Team USA. 
and you say he was Canadian. Well, Jamal Murray Canadian. We know Jokic is Serbian. They ran the pick and roll then for the first time. Uh, and this was before Jokic had no idea he was going to play in the NBA, but he said probably not. Murray hadn't even got to Kentucky yet. It was, it was before he got to his, his first season at Kentucky. Um, and who knew that that was sort of the, the, the genesis of what was to come later in the league. And what they do as a two-man duo is, is brilliant. And it's because they read the game well. And this is what, what Murray said uh, about their, you know, their, how they play and their, their, their whole thing. Uh, we talk the same language on the court playing. We just read the game and play off each other. It's hard to explain. There's no selfishness. And I was like, ooh, I was like, I know David's going to like that. I love it. I'm not sure I buy it with Jamal. Um, he can get a little sticky with the ball. That doesn't mean he's being selfish. It just means he's thinking score. Um, uh, I'm a huge Jamal Murray fan. Henry and I talked about this since the bubble. He was their biggest cheerleader when he was out. I love that about him. So that's why I don't, I don't think, I think he's a selfless player, but he's targeted as a score. He's a scorer. And, and, and I think Jokic gets it. I think he's okay with it. I'm, clearly, he's okay with it. Oh, I, I sure. also think they all benefit. When, when, like, if Jamal Murray, if Bam Adebayo was on the team, or think of another center who's maybe equal to Jamal in talent, I don't mm-hmm. know how it would go. But it's like... Oh, they wouldn't be as good. No, for sure they wouldn't be as good. But I don't know how well they get along. It's like mm-hmm. um, when Secretary walked onto the farm, every horse knew that motherfucker's eating first. Jokic <laughs> is Secretary. He's better than everybody. And everyone on the team knows but he's, it. But, he, but he's letting Murray but, well, but, but here's my point. When he needs to step up, everyone gets it. Mm-hmm. That's the big mm-hmm. dog. He's, our, he's the best player in the world. We're all blown away with his talent, his work ethic. Look what he did to his body. He's a great mm-hmm. leader. He's a selfish dude. He's a humble guy. He didn't want to win the MVP this year. I think he just wanted, leave me alone. I, he really, he literally, literally he, yes, he I gave it away. So. He's such and a I think the away. guys respect him so much just as a human being. And so there's, there's a uniformity. Everyone knows who eats first in a sense. And then if Jokic decides someone else, great. He's like the Godfather that way. He, he doesn't have to necessarily be treated as such. He's the guy, and everyone knows it. That really has helped Denver a lot. Um, that 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 his his talent. I think Giannis is similar, by the way. People just love Giannis. There's no how can you not like that guy? That's how Jokic is. It it says a lot about them. No, this is perfect, and we're going to talk more about Jokic uh, after this quick commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash true hoop. David, um, I love that, we, that we're talking about Jokic because he's so much of the, I mean, look, the, we're talking about the whole Nuggets team, but he's, he's their son in so many ways, right? We talk about heliocentric basketball, right? With Luca and James Harden in Houston, right? And Jokic doesn't play that way, but he is the son of the Denver Nuggets universe, right? It's just the other planets, they got some, they got some gravity of their own and do their own thing, right? And, and it's because of what Jokic allows them to do. Um, they're, I love their pick and roll because, you know, the 1-5 pick and roll is exactly that, right? The point guard usually has the ball, right? Center sets the screen and then things happen off of that. But what I love about Denver is they yeah, invert right, it, yeah. right? What's like, oh, no, I'm bringing the ball up. You set the screen. Now, your guard has to be willing to screen. But also, but and, also your, the big has to be willing to guard and able to guard Jokic. No doubt. And so you have that. Murray screens, and you talked about this before, about how do you impact winning? And you said scoring is but one way. One of the ways you do is like your intentionality and how you set your screens. But there's so much to that, right, David? It's angles of how you set your screen. What side do I set the screen on? Ooh, I'm going to set the screen here. No, I'm actually going to slip it and go somewhere else because I see another more advantageous matchup somewhere, right? There's so many factors involved in screening that, and I think, Again, Murray, the Nuck, and Jokic, they do it really, really well. And it's these variations that you then have off of that. I saw a play, I rewatched a clip the other day of where Murray was the screener for Jokic. And it ended up in a Michael Porter Jr. wide open corner three, just off of the many things that they can do once they collapse. And I'm like, this is, you know, when we talk about the Cuisinart and all, this is when you have all five guys on the floor weaponized and you have the world's greatest passer on top of it. It just, it gives you so much optionality. And when the guys know how to play off of that, when you're a defense, as you say, you're not going to stop. You got to take away something. You got to make choices. And then when you're nervous, shit, should I run out to MPJ or should I? When you're in that indecisive moment for someone like Jokic, that's food. Uh, when Cleveland went up 2-1 against Golden State in the first of the first of their four straight matchups, I thought Curry was a little reticent to get off the ball and blitzes. Um because he was the best player on their team. This is before Durant. And I think he, for whatever reason, thought he should have the ball in his hands more. He gave it up some. When he finally figured out, fuck it, I'll get my points anyway. I got to give it up. He didn't get the MVP, crazily, but he won the championship. Mm-hmm. The difference is uh, Murray's not doing that because Jokic, Mur- Murray has the ball in his hands a little too much sometimes. I'd say he's a little sticky with the ball, but not at the expense of Jokic having the ball at times. So they can try to take Jokic out of the game, hoping that Murray just wants to score a bunch. But Jokic will speak up. Say, hey, young fella, mm-hmm. let's go. Right? <laughs> let, the big dog, let the big Serbian dog eat, right? Let yeah. the, let the big uh, you'll get the ball eat. back, or you won't. Either way, you'll deal with it. Like, I don't think that's going to be a successful ploy the way it was for David Blatt early in that series. No, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, let the big dog eat, right? That's just a Shaq thing. Shaq always oh, says. Uh, we were saying long- that long before Shaq. <laughs> well, no, I, no doubt. It's it's any yeah. big man said, or any alpha score on a team, yeah. right? Like let the big we dog eat. That, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Uh, Malone told a story about um, Jokic on the bench, and you said you know he's a leader. And I there were a couple of times during I want to say for sure during the Sun series uh he did this where you know when the coaches are out in the middle of the of the of the floor on the on the timeout drawing up or talking about whatever they're talking about right and the players are on the and they're talking right so this is nicola on the bench this is a malone relaying the story he said let's go to this play let me and jamal play the whole side of the floor and we'll make the right reads 
And the confidence that you have in your player to trust that, oh, no, he will make the right raise. And he and Jamal work, so they will make the I trust them. And for the other three guys to be like, yep, they will. Right? It's not going to be two-man, we're not touching the ball. No, no. They're going to, whatever's going to get us the best option to score, they will. If that involves us, we'll get it. We have to be ready to shoot it with confidence and all that. And I love that, maybe too much. Michael Malone trusts them to do to 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 do that in in big spots. Yeah, I I don't know for sure what he was talking about, but my guess is he was talking about like a naked side pick and roll with three guys mm-hmm. are on the other side or one's at the top, one the opposite yep. wing and corner. So you clear out the side just yeah, for those two just, to run their just, game. You, you know where the help's coming from. There's no there's no help on the other side, and uh, uh, I mean if you're not letting Jokic do it, you're something's wrong with you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Doc Rivers trying to overcoach James Harden. Just let James Harden do his thing. He knows. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, they, at this, at that level, um, and 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 Jokic, it just seems like he has the perfect temperament. He he has gotten tempered before, but sure. um, yeah, we've had issues. I mean, I wrote about it years ago before he won his first MVP. I think losing weights helped him a lot with that. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna see. I think a lot of things can happen. It's only game one, but I think we'll see another coronation of the world's best player. Like two years mm-hmm. ago, even though Jokic was the MVP and I thought it was the world's best, Giannis proved in the postseason he was he was probably certainly the equal to Jokic. Well, it, it's that silly thing we do, David, where team awards somehow count for individual validation, which right, whatever, right, I don't right. I agree. So why I hate all that right. stupidness, right? Like Jokic is the best player in the world, but if he wins now, everyone will say it in unison because that's the thing you have to win the championship. To then be, it's like sure, fine. Right, if he loses, he's still the best player in the world. But right. well, yes, to us and smart right. people, but not to right. everybody. Say Jimmy Butler, um, or Gabe Vincent, or something. Right, or whoever. <laughs> Let, let's let's talk about yep. the Heat uh, because you think that the later the series goes, as improbable as that sounds, that's better for Miami, particularly if they win Game One. Until until you um, get to Game Seven, right? I think that um, I think that. They just are, it'll build their confidence. Um, they're f- really fast, very fast defense. And um, if they can win game one, and it's just, if if they had just one and four or five, maybe even them. six. Well, we said I, it. I, I we think said I keep champions. Yeah. Um, but well, it's, it's, it, the quick turnaround, they've, they played Monday night. They're probably going to play in what, midnight? Midnight, mm-hmm. got in at like three, four a.m. local time. No, not because they're two hours so behind. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Three a.m. local time. time, and right. um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday's media day and game time. Mm-hmm. Like and altitude. That's the other big thing. Altitude. Like I think I think Eric will pull guys out quickly, let them get their first win, come back. Um, but they could be rolling, and it's, it sucks to take a guy out because he can't breathe. So I it, mm-hmm. it, Denver, it just plays in Denver's hands. The one really strong factor from Miami is mitigated by the altitude and the fact that they were just got there so quickly. It could have been there. They, if they had won early, they'd have, they'd have gone three days early and got used to the altitude. To, got a cultural, yeah, because yeah, they would have practiced a little bit. Um, just for those of you who are wondering, the Nuggets are nine points favorites tonight, according to Las Vegas, uh, which sounds about, sounds about right to me. David, but it's also a coaching thing, right? Because Eric, by necessity, by whatever, he will go into his bench and try things a little bit more. Mike Malone, more reticent to get into Seems that bench. Like and so at the most, 
for Denver. And, and if Christian Brown does one thing wrong, he's out. Literally, if he like has a shoe one tied, he's probably or be out. if he doesn't do anything wrong, but Miami makes three straight baskets and they'll hit say, okay, Christian, you're out. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, even though the Nuggets have played less minutes overall in the playoffs because they play fewer games and they played less, that issue of playing them start out the game 40 minutes plus game one, that could have a negative impact as the series goes yeah, on. Yeah, I think that um, I think tonight it's super, super. Obviously, game two is going to be just important for whatever team. But but uh, if you're thinking Miami could win the series like they did the last three as underdogs, winning game one is just huge for that. Huge for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they had one more day of rest for two days, I'd have felt much better about it, honestly. Um, the Miami Heat, as I mentioned, had three – 50% shooting That's nights uh, against the Celtics. David, they had three all season. Amazing. Out of 82 amazing. games. Three in a seven-game sample size. Now, probability and odds would tell me it is not likely they have another three or four in this series. However, I don't know. They might. They wild, might. wild stuff. They might. Wild. Let's put it this way. If you're Denver, you better not just think, oh, that can't happen to us. Yeah. The, Oh no! It, it probably can, and if you think that, it will happen. Um, but do you think Miami continues their hot shooting from three? I mean, they're playing a relatively ineffective defense. Yeah, they they they're going to be open. They're going to get some open shots. Um, I absolutely, think you know teams go on benders for longer than three or four games, whatever. They they could do sure. it. Uh, I will say, I think Denver respects Miami a great deal. Mullen's been around a long time. Uh, Jokic's been around a long time. You know, these guys have played such high-level opponents uh, their whole lives as, as great basketball players. I think they know Miami's to be respected and feared. And they all watched the games just a couple years ago. They were in the bubble, too. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think they know they're up against it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you, you wrote an article about Miami's fuck you culture. Um, Craig Popovich has a saying he calls appropriate fear, right? Um, and it's this idea of not taking your opponent lightly, regardless of whatever circumstances have led them to get to where they are. Um, Malone this week during media day said you get to the NBA finals and it's not about seeding anymore. And for those of who are thinking that this is going to be an easy series, I don't even know what to say to you people. This is going to be the biggest challenge of our lives. This is the NBA finals. You're trying to win the first championship in franchise series history. It's going to be the hardest thing we've ever done, which is the way it should be. Now, again, that's coach speed. Coaches love to just say whatever. Smart, but all, I, but I believe he believes yeah. that though. Like this will be the hardest test of our lives. This will be the hardest series. And I don't, Eight, what the fuck is it? AT doesn't matter. They're here, right? They are in the finals, which means they are worthy, right? And so we have to approach it as such, and I think they will. Uh, you know how I, I always say uh, bad things are going to happen. In every series, bad things are going to happen for both teams. It seems like it's it's enhanced with the, the drama of the finals, but you've got to have result. You got This is where I think Spolstra has a big advantage over Malone is Malone's just, to me, panic, more panicky. Uh, have the resolve to trust your plan. If it's just some bad luck that's going on, if it's not, well, then you can pivot off and come back to it if you want to revisit it. Um, Jokic, though, seems so settled. And Murray's so confident. It's one of the best things about him. Uh, that's why I think game one's so big. Punch, if you can punch him in the mouth, I'm not rooting for anyone in the series. If you can punch him in the mouth in game one, we got a hell of a series coming. For sure. Uh, uh, if you don't, uh, I think game two gets tougher for Miami. Uh, because remember, the advantage Miami has now is the level of play they're at, mm-hmm. I just think, was greater than what Denver brought to L.A. And they've had all this time off. So if they can maintain that and then hold it off, you know, Denver comes back and, you, and doesn't win. Miami's up 1-0. Uh, 
So much pressure on Denver in Dame 2. Now it's stress minutes that they're getting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They win the game. It's still 1-1. Now we're going back to Miami. It's a different vibe for Mm -hmm. Denver. And again, the whole idea is to get them uncomfortable. Denver is going to win the series if they play their best games. You're hoping they don't. So anything you can do right. to help them not play the best games matters. Absolutely. No, it, it, it should be a phenomenal series. And yeah, yeah, Spo, and I think just the overall part of the Heat culture, that fuck you culture, their resolve collectively, I think will matter, right? So if they go back to Miami and they're down 0-2, yes, it's going to be a tough series to climb out of, but they're not going to be, oh, woe is us, right? Like, they were just up 3-1 and went to Game 7 on the road, up 3-0 and went Game 7 on the road and demolished the Celtics, right? So they're not – if any team can handle, it's going to be For the sure. Heat and who they I have, right? They are going to – if Denver beats them, it's going to be Denver's a better team, and they out-executed them when it matters, right? That's that's what's going to happen. Uh, should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. All right, we hate doing it, but quick predictions. I'm going to say – I think I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say Nuggets in six. And what do you think I'm saying? Nuggets and seven. No, I, I changed it. Nuggets and six. Okay. I don't know if they had, Okay. Yeah, I, I because of because of the game seven, um, and just thinking about it, I started thinking. I just I don't know if Miami. My, I mean, certainly they can force it to seven, but in prediction, I would say Nuggets and six. So you and I agree. Yeah, Very I just good. think at the end of the day, it's Jokic. Yeah, I just can't he's... get past. I mean, I really try to. I mean, the way I do this is I just try to pretend if I'm coaching the other team, how do I find wins? What would I do? Mm-hmm. And I, I just think Jokic solves too many problems. So he solves a yeah. lot of problems. And this is not just me because I love MPJ. I think he's going to have an MPJ game somewhere in this series. Like, he's not going to be the MVP. Gonna... No, 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 no. Mur- Murray could be, a... though. Pro- probably sure. not. Because MPJ, I mean, right. I mean Jokic does so mm-hmm. many things. So, I mean, yeah. he's, ha- he's having a triple-double for the playoffs, people. Yeah. Like a freaking triple-double. Yeah, and, win- and, and this winning a lot. This ain't, st- this yeah. ain't stat padding triple doubles. This is, no, when I'm just it, playing listen, if Miami, If Miami can keep their shooting range and force turnovers, these are things that are possible. Denver turned the ball over a good amount during the regular season, but better in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Denver isn't a good defensive team. They're average mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's, how, that's how we get a series. The uh, last thing on this, do you think that the offense and the randomness within the Nuggets offense is something that this postseason, the Heat have yet to see from a team. For sure. Okay. Yeah, they've not seen I, uh, the, I mean, Milwaukee. Hey, everyone. Giannis has the ball. <laughs> everyone. And then the Knicks. Brunson's got the ball. Randall, it's all ISO. And then you got Tatum and Brown. Like, like it is, it is dribble, 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 play off it. It's way yeah. different against the Nuggets. The Heat will be uh, tested. They, they'll pass a lot of the tests, but probably not pass enough of the tests. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, Giannis yeah. has got the ball. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you just can't do anything about it, but you know what's coming. <laughs> There's no randomness to it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we're going to finish up with the Warriors and current Warrior player, Draymond, talking some more, and then uh, the situation in the Warriors front office. So Draymond on his podcast – talked about um the lack or the, the veteran problem in the nba and he was highlighting tristan thompson he's like are you telling me this guy who knows how to win who's effective winning in a lot of his nba career cannot be impactful on these teams that do terrible things that are constantly losing all the time and you know i, I go back to what you said at the top of the show which was Draymond, are you angling for another contract somewhere with a with another team showing how important veterans are now this is an interesting larger point, though, David. Um, I know you may feel differently about this. I do wonder, because it's, look, 
I mean, you talk to lots of NBA players, so do I. Veterans can also steer young players down bad paths, right? It isn't always, oh, they're great for like everything. But if you are lucky enough to have a selfless veteran like a Udonis Haslam or whomever who cares about we and not me, I do think a veteran on the on the roster is valuable. But you have to know if you have that. Or I not. definitely, I definitely do. But to your point, they can steer them the wrong way too, and uh, so you have to know your personnel on that. Uh, but he was arguing that Tristan like deserves playing time. He yeah. played yeah. a lot. Yeah, yes. I think Darvin <laughs> Ham just chose to play LeBron's guy when there was much better options all year than Tristan. Okay, they didn't have Tristan until the end. Right. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not look, looking to get rid of all the veterans. Garrett Temple is really important in New Orleans, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a, he might be the highest paid assistant coach. Another, another solid yeah. guy that's about Amazing me, guy. Not amazing, me. amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. His dad was an amazing guy, Collis Temple. If you guys don't know about Collis yeah. Temple, look LSU, him up yeah. and who he was, yeah. LSU. Yeah. But that's that's the key, right? Like you have to KYP. Yeah. If you know, you're, that's a good fun. If you don't, right. you know. And Draymond, you also punched a player in the face. So I don't know right. if you. Right. Just because you're a veteran and smart doesn't mean you're <laughs> You're immune from making mistakes. Right. Um, Golden State Warriors uh, general manager and executive Bob Myers stepped down this week. Um, you know, I think he basically was just like, it's time. You know, I don't have the energy to give this job what it needs. And look, guys, being a team GM, and it's like, that is a full-time job. Like, we ain't talking punch in and out nine, nine to five. Like, well, some yeah. people approach it if that you way. Win, you're and not, that's why they're not good. When you're not doing that, right. <laughs> and that's why their teams are not good. But if you want to win, this is an up all, you're, you're constantly working and scouring and doing different things. And it wears on you, right? Just like playing deep in the playoffs every year wears on you. And I think for Bob, you know, it's, he probably thought it was time. A question that everybody wants to know, though, is he the first domino? What does this mean in Golden State going forward? I think, you know, so much of it is about Bob's relationships with Steph, Clay, Tremont, Steve, and his ability to have the right uh, temperament to speak to them and connect with them and, again, buy into what is good for us and we as a whole. Well, if that message is coming from somebody else, whether it's Mike Dunleavy Jr. or Kirk Lacob or whomever – well, they don't have the same working relationship with Bob as, you know, as Bob does. And so the message will be felt and received differently coming from those guys. What that means, I don't know. But, you know, I think it's, it's it could be the sign of, you know, things changing significantly uh, in, in California for the world. I, I have a feeling it was about money. I think Bob, to do what they wanted to do, he wanted more money, which is fine. It's his privilege. Which, yeah. yeah. Sure. And they're just not spending it, uh, which is to me indicative of what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, Lake has said this for a while, right? He doesn't want to approach that right. $500 million in tax and salary. And it's like, well, buddy, <laughs> which means, well, then you're not extending Draymond, right? You're, this is what that means. And then the question, okay, well, if you decide all that, what does that mean for Stephen Curry? Is he down for, okay, sure, guys, bring right. in young people and we'll do, I don't know. Right. And what is Steve Kerr going to do? Because, Coaching right. and management should get along better than some of these guys do. Those guys seem to have a good relationship. They are. Yeah. They get, then that crew gets along very, We need, we very need to well. really watch what happens here. I think you're right. I, I think overall, I think some, some stuff's going to be happening this summer, David. I think we're going to see some movement, uh, some trades of some significant names, just because with everything we talked about at the top, with the new tax aprons, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause some teams to reshift and refocus. But the bottom line is, like, I don't know, man. Like talents everywhere as david always says like look at the heat look at the i mean 
He's got second round guys and under starring and going to play pivotal roles in who wins the NBA right. finals. They don't, the Heat don't have a monopoly on doing this. Like, it's not like they have some magic sauce. Right. They just fucking do their jobs. Like, do your job and you'll figure it out. Maybe I'd do that. All right, guys. Have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday. Take care.